Welcome to the podcast about two guys who grew up in the 90s listening to grunge and pretty much overlooked everything else. Let us take you on a journey to find the music that we missed out on on Stuck in My Generation. What a wordy little intro by the bastard that runs this thing. Anyways, thanks for coming back. It's Stuck in My Generation. If you didn't catch it by the opening, since some people get confused, I will go ahead and tell you again. We grew up listening to a lot of rock and heavy stuff. And why can't I get those notifications to go away? Go away. There's stuff that we missed out on growing up. That's the point of this show is to find that stuff and see if we Mm -hmm. like it and see if we missed out and keep on going and rocking on or rapping on or country and on, which we said we wouldn't do country, but guess what? We are. (laughs) That's right. We are going to do some Casey Musgraves. It was Hicks's idea. I think it was a good one uh, because we'd be joking with ourselves if we wouldn't at least be open to the opportunity to potentially like country artists. I like some. I like uh, Tyler Childers, I think, is solid. I think Sturgill Simpson is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Cash Whalen, all those guys I dig. Mm -hmm. Before we get completely into the country mode, which, Hicks, what country do you like before we move on to what we did this last week since the last episode, what country are you actually into before we get started with the actual show? Oh, I'd say, uh, man, probably the, the outlaw shit, you know, like you mentioned the, the Waylon Jennings, uh, of course, cash, you know, with Johnny cash, I don't label him as country. I label him as just music. You know, yeah, I have a hard time labeling him as country too. It's just music. It's just music. Um, you know, uh, I would say probably like Waylon Jennings, you know, uh, his son Shooter Jennings has some pretty good music. Yeah. I don't know if I would call that country music, you know, uh, it's just, it's just music to me. Uh, definitely, like you mentioned, Tyler Childers, Sturgill Simpson, man, beyond that. There's not really a whole lot. I don't, you know, maybe a little bit of Whitey Morgan in the 78s. I like a little bit of his stuff. Uh, a little bit of the, some Jamie Johnson stuff, but other than he is, that. He is solid. Yeah, you know, but they're kind of, they're kind of outlawish as well. I don't, the, the pop country stuff, man, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Just, I, I will add that I, I think Chris Stapleton is okay. I think what he's, a, what I think a good he's voice. okay. He's got a really what a good, good voice. voice. Yeah, good voice. So beyond that, man, I just uh not really much of a big country guy. I mean I'm not either. Yeah, yeah. But so. I, I think your suggestion was solid, and you'll find out why eventually. But the past week, so I want to rectify something on my end for a minute, and then I'll hand the floor to see if you want to rectify anything. So on the Beastie Boys episode, I think obviously I highly enjoyed it. And even last week, I think it was up there as far as one of the best things we've done on this podcast. Yeah. Since then, hello, James Ward. He says, yo, 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 how's it going? What's up, buddy? What's What's, up, buddy? What's going on? Thanks for watching every episode. That's That's right. Really cool. Yeah. But I... Love that first album, and I loved To the Five Burrows, and I found stuff I liked on the other ones. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Since that episode ended, Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to go ahead and move right on to LL Cool J, as did you. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm at the park with my kids, and my Mm -hmm. kids are playing at the park, and I'm trying to listen to LL Cool J on a Bluetooth speaker walking around. It's like strapped to my belt at like (laughs) an old Nokia cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I just couldn't do it. And it's not because it wasn't good. It was because... He didn't come as hard and there wasn't three of them. And I was like, man, this man, I need to mess the chicks. We might need to go in another direction. Luckily you were L out out too. So we yeah. decided on Casey Musgraves, which is a fantastic three album journey. Five. If you want to count the Christmas shit, I don't. And I don't, I, don't. I can review those right now real quick. Uh, Christmas albums suck. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. the beastie boys would not get out of my head. They would not right. leave my head. And I decided to go back to the albums I didn't love on the first one and Mm -hmm. just give them a shot with headphones in free time with no distractions, no, no driving, no work, just pop on the headphones and just see what happens. Well, what happened was Paul's boutique. The second album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Now, all time. I can't stop listening to it. Check Your Head got way better. Ill Communication got way better. Hello Nasty got better. That's the one I've gave the least time so far because I'm so stuck Mm -hmm. on those three, mostly Paul's Boutique. I am probably, I mean, this uh, no joke, the Beastie Boys are one of my top five favorite artists ever now. Good, that's great, man. I just can't get off of them. I fucking love it. That's what this is about. Yeah, that's that's, it is. that's what this is about. Uh, it's uh, that's great to hear, man. That's good. You know, I definitely. I said with our previous review with the Beastie Boys, you know, I I sent you a message uh, midway through my review and said, I've never had any artists that we reviewed get in my head the way the Beastie Boys did. Yeah, and man, it's just uh, I've I've definitely circled circled back around. Uh but yeah, it's, uh, that's what this is about. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. And that's, yeah. you know, considering we've, we've gotten the, the Beatles, Stones, Petty, Beastie Boys thing, just kind of, and I got to say, I mean, I, I like the, the Beatles a lot already because prior to that episode, I had spent a month listening to them. So, I mean, that sure. kicked in before we did that episode, but uh, not long. But man, I mean, I just, I did not know how much I would like the Beastie Boys. I just didn't know. And then once I gave them more than a week, which is kind of the detriment of this podcast a little bit, you're going to get those initial impressions, but you may not get the full flavor. Now, stuff like, uh, you know, Tom Petty and the police, like I love Tom Petty, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I really haven't listened to much since. And that tells me that I really enjoy him and I'll throw an album or two on here and there. Mm-hmm. But he's not like top 10 all time kind of thing. You know what I mean? But the Beastie sure. Boys just did that. They just Good. crept into my brain and I can't get them out. And I'm addicted to watching videos with uh, Ad Rock, who I shamefully couldn't remember his name on the last podcast. I was like, what was the other guy? I can't. I knew mm-hmm. Yauk and I knew yeah. Mike D. But yeah. but now my favorite is actually Ad Rock, which is Adam Horowitz. Sure. sure. Anyways, I digress. Did, did you have any, uh, you know, anything that went on? that week after that episode did you did you dive in more did you walk away what what happened with you obviously i became a super fan 
I actually re-listened to the podcast, uh, our discussion, and it kind of re-sparked my interest, and I kind of went back. You know, I had some uh, things to do, so I kind of threw on uh, Paul's Boutique again. And, you know, definitely always, always, Beastie Boys always be in my heart, you know, and definitely went down a few YouTube rabbit holes and, you know, just the impact that they had the the you know when and we talked about it you know when chuck d you know was i believe was inducting the beastie boys him and ll cool j oddly enough yeah uh chuck d's uh speech i mean if you got chuck d vouching for you it's some good shit there's some good things happening yeah but but on to ll cool j man i started to listen i got through the first two albums and i thought this is not the Beastie Boys. Uh, this yeah. isn't. Uh, I thought I'm not going to give LL Cool J the opportunity that he probably deserves. Yeah, and he does deserve it. I think because I mean I think I we think both so know that we would enjoy it, but the timing just wasn't right. You know, exactly. it's, and we I think we've learned a lesson too, which will grow yes. as we go along. But we learned a lesson of don't overload the same genre or a similar sound don't wash rinse repeat that's why we're doing casey musgraves this week that's why you saying you know what about her was a great idea because we we need to genre jump and we need to time jump a little bit to not to be fair to the artists actually james ward says beastie boys was the bomb they're the super bomb to me now (laughs) like oh Oh, that's good stuff so into it so into it but it's gonna uh, be hard it's gonna be hard to chase down that that again yeah they they are the dragon they are the dragon at the moment so (laughs) can casey musgraves topple him i don't know but i will say one thing (laughs) whenever you told me to check out the snl performance by casey musgraves of the song slow burn which i'll go ahead and jump a little bit here sure uh once you told me to watch that and i watched it and then you said what if we did her this week it was a resounding yes because that song and that performance and that song still, I was like, who the hell is this? Oh my God. Who is yeah. this? And it's on, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So we'll get there. Let's, let's start going there. So Casey Musgraves, okay. first and foremost, I, I want to, I don't want to forget later on, but to me, she's got some of the, the Taylor Swift qualities, okay. not quite country in my opinion, okay. not real twangy, um, just kind of real. I kind of consider her more music than country. You said Johnny Cash was music. I kind of feel yeah. Casey Musgraves is, is more music than country, but she's labeled as country and won awards as such. So we'll roll with it. But yeah. What was your experience with Casey Musgraves before we decided to do this? Uh, you know, I didn't know really, I didn't know too much beyond uh, the SNL performances, which really, you know, just like you mentioned, the the slow burn performance. I'm like, oh my God, who is this? It's the, she has the voice of an angel. Yes. You know, just really good. Uh, so, you know, and it's funny because my 15 year old son, he's like, Slipknot, My Chemical Romance. A little bit of Casey Musgraves in the mix, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of, it's. Uh, you yeah. said you said Ethan likes her. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, he digs her. You know, he goes from, you know, My Chemical Romance and switches over to Casey Musgraves a little bit. For the record, I like My Chemical Romance a lot. That's that's a oh, band that had a lot of potential and had a, a really, really good album. Uh, the Black Parade, I thought, was amazing. Great. Great album. And and the other ones are good, too. Yeah. So I, I I did love that band. But so 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 Ethan likes Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. I assume, so that's where you heard about her then was your 15 year old well, son. I kind of, we recognized her. We all watch SNL together. We kind of, you know, kind of paid attention a little bit and I didn't dig any deeper than that. Yeah. Whereas others seem to. Until we started this then, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was the first, so that video you sent me of her on SNL, that was your introduction. And then you, you helped introduced, introduce me to her. Yes. Well, it was a good thing. Uh, yeah. same trailer, different park. Before I talk uh-huh. about the album, the first thing I want to say about Casey Musgraves is you said voice of an angel. That is accurate. Yeah. She has got a, a phenomenal voice. Like it, it's just, it's one of those effortless voices. She doesn't do a bunch of vocal acrobatics. There's no, ah, none of yeah. the, that stuff. It's just. She's just singing. She's playing yeah. a guitar. Anytime a country artist or a front man, even for that matter, plays their guitar, there's more respect instantly. I like the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks now, as they're called, because they <laughs> okay. play instruments. I I have a lot of respect for the country artists that actually play their instruments and actually oh, write their songs. Same goes for other genres, but... So seeing her do slow burn on SNL that you sent me was uh, was eye opening from the get go, and I was like, "Is this going to be one of those situations where the live performance is fantastic and the albums are just mm-hmm. not for me?" Mm-hmm. So same trailer, different park opens up with "Silver Lining." Mm-hmm. First, I want to hear what you thought of this song, and then I'll tell you what I thought of this song. I thought uh, my notes say Tom Petty vibish catchy hook it's a cute song i thought there's there's a big difference to me in like complicated lyricism like Mm -hmm. people trying to be too god damn me tool tries to be a little (laughs) too abstract and out there and like Mm -hmm. oh what's the meaning of this with casey musgraves you know the meaning the meaning Mm -hmm. is clear and in your face but that does not mean that the lyrics are not fantastic because I heard this song, I popped this album on and I was like, this girl can write a song like this. this, I thought this song was great. And I was shocked when I put it on and I was, my my instant reaction was like, this song is so good that the rest of the album's going to suck. Yeah. And then you get to my house and Mm -hmm. I was like, the album's not sucking yet. This is a solid yeah. song too. Didn't impress me like the first one, but it it was a solid song. Do you have anything to say about that song? Did yeah, it, I got to. Did it blow your mind? I thought it was good, but did it blow your? Did it kick your ass, Hicks? I'll tell you what. I got the song too, and I thought this shit sucks. <laughs> I thought Wu Tang. I thought I don't like his shit. I'm not believing it. I don't. I don't like it. I thought, did I make a mistake? I don't know. And I hate to compare her to the greats. Uh, you know, I thought this shit seems like 
manufactured music to me. I thought, you know, you have the old school female artists, you know, Loretta Lynn, you know, she's singing about being a coal miner's daughter, uh, Dolly Parton being uh, dirt poor, uh, coat of many colors song. You know, that shit was real. I think it, I think Casey Musgraves got around to being a little bit real, but it wasn't a surprise. But uh, just to me, man, I thought, I, I, I'm not digging this stuff. No, I won't say anything else about my house because I understand there, but so, so did you sum up the album just now or did you get to merry go round and something change? No, I, uh, nothing really changed. You know, I have some notes for the, the, the remaining songs in this album, but I just thought, man, it's just not, it's not grabbing a hold of me. It's just like, and I don't know. I don't think she had much of a hand in writing on this album. I might be mistaken. Need to take a look at that. Might have but to. I don't know how much how much of the songs that she I might be totally wrong. I don't know. I've definitely been wrong before a lot. Yeah, me so, too. Could me you too. verify that for us? I will. I'll look at it while you're Please. talking about uh while you're finishing your thoughts there. Please, okay. Well good. The next song, Merry Go Round, you know, Brothers hooked on Mary J. My God, how many times has that been done before? I thought that's a copy and paste lyric. I think there was a country musician who did that years ago. Um, but I did like the the lyric, uh, just like dust, we settle in this town. I thought that's kind of a, a minimal but smart. I kind of like that a little bit. She either she either wrote, well, she co-wrote the whole album. Hmm with uh mcnally and sometimes this josh osborne so i think okay. it looks like it looks like her and her band if i had to guess okay. okay uh wrote this and i do agree with you on the brothers hooked on mary jane but yeah. the but the mother hooked on mary Kay, daddy yeah. hooked on mary two doors down yeah. mary mary quite contrary yeah i mean it, it was it was the kind of simple lyricism mm-hmm. that was just clever enough to make me love it like i kind i kind of love this song and i and i kind of loved the first song for the same reasons but is it like something mind-blowing no but while i was listening to it it's catchy her voice is really good and it's clever like yeah the copy and paste mary jane part not so clever but mother and Mary Kay and dad, Mary, mm-hmm. you know, Mary two doors down that the whole mm-hmm. thing to me was pretty clever. And this song mm-hmm. initially, this is the song that got me kind of jamming this album out now Okay, without going into detail about the other songs. Mm-hmm. Is it something I'm going to jam all the time? No, but in between beastie boys, it's funny how this week the artist becomes the in between as opposed yeah. to like us needing to break from the beasties and doing other stuff in between. I, this is what I put on all week long, not just to, for the sake of this episode, but I put this on in between the beastie boys because this album relaxed the shit out of me. Like yeah. her voice and her lyricism just kind of made me happy and relaxed. 
It wasn't mind-blowing. It wasn't like, this is the shit. This girl is the best thing since sliced Wonder Bread, which Wonder Bread sucks and Heiner's is better. But anyways, I just wasn't like, I wasn't blown away. I was just very pleasantly surprised. Maybe my expectations were super low. I don't know. But I thought this girl was like kind of a carbon copy of like the, the less country Taylor Swift stuff. So I kind of mm-hmm. caught that early on. But at the same time, I appreciated her because I became a Tay-Tay fan. Yeah. And uh, I I just really didn't have... I'll just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag and give the notes later. This whole sure. album, I, I just really enjoyed. I didn't think there was a bad song on it. Okay. I was surprised as hell that I liked it. And that, that's not for any other reason than just the fact that it's labeled as country music. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a really nice... Uh, easy listening album to me like in mm-hmm. and, and her voice just kind of soothes me so i was really happy with this album dandelion was a solid song blowing smoke was the one that i didn't care for not yeah. that it's a bad song but i'd heard it on overhead speakers at the freaking tj max and you know it's down, a bar song yeah i mean it's you know it's the the whatever tunes that you can do with your phone like mm, we'll play blowing smoke again and piss everybody off <laughs> yeah. it just wasn't you know it, it's just it was a little too country for me but i still thought it was mm-hmm. okay i just had heard it before mm-hmm. the rest of the songs i think were good mm-hmm. uh follow your arrow i think is a great great song That's with fantastic song. lyrics with mm-hmm. fantastic uh playfulness Especially mm-hmm. I watched a live version of it and basically the song, yeah. uh, it is if, if, uh, what is it? If you're, I can't remember Hicks, something about if you're, if you are too big, they'll say that you're fat, something along the lines. If yeah. you're too skinny, they'll say that you're on crack. Like it's just a back and forth of, of if you wait for, if you wait till marriage to have sex, you're a bore. If you don't, you're a horrible person. Yeah. And it's just like this contrast back and forth. And I was like, you yeah. know, nothing nothing mind-blowing or groundbreaking, but extremely clever. And then on a live version I saw, and I don't know if it was in a studio album version or not, but she's like, you know, roll a joint or don't. And at the end, she's like, roll a joint. And she's like, I would. And I was just like, you <laughs> yeah. know, I was like, I yeah. kind of love this chick, man. I just yeah. think she's funny and clever and witty. And her voice is nice, and that Follow Your Arrow song was just kind of encouraging and uplifting. I'm a big yeah. advocate for equal rights anyways, and that song sure. had a lot to do with just treating people good no matter what they yeah. look like or how they think or what they believe in. And I was just like, man, this is this is just a solid message from a, mm-hmm. a way more than solid singer that's also easy on the eyes. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah that's uh man when i when i think of first albums you know and we've mentioned this before in my mind i'm i'm thinking of you know this this group has been focusing on these songs you know for years behind the scenes you know touring small clubs you know really really working on these a group of songs that they turn into a first album that should be really aggressive. 
in my opinion, that's what I like to see. That's what I look for. Yeah. Um, you know, the Tom Petty's first album, the Beastie Boys' first albums, you know, they're just, they're on fire. They're going to war with this shit. Yeah. Did I think she was going to war with this? In a man, different way. Like, man, in a different way, but it's almost, I'm going to throw a, a real life scenario out there. Well, actually, too. First, I would like to say, speaking of Johnny Cash, we talked about that earlier. I'm not a big fan of the Man in Black movie. Yeah. But during that movie, a scene that really, uh, really got into my head and stays there, it resides there. But when Johnny Cash and the boys, their characters went into Sun Records and uh, performed for, uh, gosh, what was his name? Sam Phillips, is that right? That sounds Sun, right. Sound, uh, Sun Records. You know, they performed a gospel song, and he said, hold on, fellas, hold yeah. on, fellas. He said, this shit's not real. You know, if you're laying in a fucking ditch and you have enough time to sing one song about your life, what would that song be? Well, I wrote Folsom Prison Blues, da-da-da-da-da. You know, there that is. You know, I kind of look for that a little bit. It's just, man, this, this first album, it was cute. It was, I just don't know. I was, I was disappointed in it. I have the song. I miss you. This is the same exact Radiohead creep chord progression that yeah. stretched out. Yeah. I heard that automatically and I thought, man, just come on. Just, you know, just. I don't think that you guys are really being yourselves. I might be wrong, but it's just like the story's not there. The right. piece is missing. Your hands aren't dirty. And they might be. I don't know that for sure. But and to I, you, I, they, they weren't. So, and that's, To me, they're not. Their that's story's the great just, thing about perception of music. Yeah, it's just too clean for me. And I thought, man, just... I thought, Casey, you need to call me, and I'm going to show up in your studio for a week, and you're going to hate my ass, but I'm going to get some good music out of you, because you're going to throw music at me, and I'm going to say, that stuff's dog shit. That's right. And you're just going to keep going and keep going and keep going, and I'm going to get some good music out of you, because it's there. Oh, my God, her voice is so beautiful and so natural. It's just like, it's just so beautiful. It was. So this first album, you know, there was some good stuff. It kind of eased my mind a little bit. It was kind of just like water flowing, you know, just natural. And, yeah. But it's just not what I was looking for. I kind of started out with the with a song that was really good, and and kind of that set the benchmark. You know, the slow burn song. I was I was chasing that. Yeah. Throughout the this discography. It's good. But. Man, I just overall, just meh. If any of this came on, I'd turn it. Yeah. I'd See, and, and it's fun to go in opposite directions. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the album, which was a major Good. surprise to me. And since you brought up Johnny Cash and yeah. recording at Sun Records, that reminded me of a little story I know about a man named Dewey Cox, who also <laughs> performed in front of uh, a record company. And they did the same thing. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but they said, Dewey, that's not going to work. And he's like, hard, walk hard. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch that movie every night. I just, uh, it, that, I that, that. Dewey Cox in Walk Hard is the equivalent of this first Casey Musgraves album. It just makes me happy and I smile. But if someone says, did it blow your mind? I'm going to be like, are you really asking me if Dewey Cox, a.k.a. 
Casey Musgraves blew my mind? The answer is no, but I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it. So on to the second album, pageant material. I just want to get out in the open as quickly as I possibly can. Uh, late to the party. I really like that song. I thought it was a fun song. The rest okay. of the album I thought was a massive sophomore slump and I didn't like hardly any of it. So just to cut my talk time out and for me sure. to be able to grab a beer while you tell me what you thought and I'll still hear you. I just, I thought this album was a drastic fall from the first album. I was, I was listening to this and I was like putting the chew in and had a piece of straw hanging out of my mouth. And I was like, <laughs> this ain't the goddamn same trailer, different park. Damn it. This, it just ain't that. So <laughs> yeah, I was not digging this, but again, if you just tuned in the first Casey Musgrave albums, I dug the second one. I was massively disappointed. Maybe it becomes my Paul's boutique after I listened to it for a while, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm probably not going to go back to it at all. Just to be honest, she didn't blow my mind. I just, I really was pleasantly surprised with her, but this album was not that great. I'll hand it over to you so I can go get me a Musgrave can. Go get it. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I didn't really care for this album. I was, I was still looking for that slow burn song. Uh, I definitely liked the previous album more than I enjoyed this album, but there really is not one song. I would just, man, I would just, it wasn't believable. It wasn't real to me. I mean, it was just a manufactured bullshit. It's yeah. just, you know, we're going to invest a little bit of money and we want a little bit of money back. I don't, I'm not convinced. I mean, oh my God, she has it in her, her voice. Yeah. And she has not, it in not her. to interrupt you, but since you said that again, James Ward said she has a whale of a voice, but I agree with you, Hicks. She has so much more potential with that voice. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. It's a uh, man. It just needs to be, it just needs something needs to just, I don't know if she needs to get beyond her ego or whatever standing in her way and just cut loose. Just let go. See, I think that's just her. I mean, I, I think that that, I think that that first album and once we get to the third album, mm -hmm. uh, I think those were kind of her styles, just different contrasts. Like, I, I don't think every artist can, can get in your grill, so to speak. Like some artists mm -hmm. are meant to just simply soothe you or make you happy or do some clever wordplay. And, and this, uh, maybe it's just the fact that the beasties stomped my teeth in a little bit that yeah. when I switched up to this, that it was very soothing and a really wonderful change of pace for me. But I don't know. I, I don't think she's ever going to quite, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say she's never going to go in that opposite direction and do something that just, cause I still think Taylor Swift did that. That folklore album really caught me off guard. So you think maybe, she went in a different direction? I, I don't I, I know. Think, much. I think maybe she could. I don't think I she mean, has yet, but who Taylor Swift? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Taylor okay. Swift. I mean, she's, she's like a, a little, you know, country David Bowie. She just keeps reinventing okay. herself. Like the, okay. uh, not to get on a tangent about her, but 
You know, her country no. stuff, I thought, I don't like country, but this girl's okay. Like, yeah. I, I can handle it, but I didn't like it. Then she mm-hmm. turned pop, and I was like, oh, God, stab me with a fork. And But at the yeah. same time, I was like, but the girl can write, you know, she can write songs, and she plays her instruments and all this stuff, so I had respect for it. And uh, with, with the Folklore album and the Evermore album that followed it in a short time span, yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was like, man, she threw me a curveball. And the whole reason I listened to it is because I read a review that said Taylor Swift goes indie, you know, which indie these days is, you know, Bon Iver and, uh, you know, like Interpol and, and just kind of sure. off the wall kind of shit. And I was like, indie? How did she go indie? Like, is this right? And I put it on. Yeah, man, she threw me one hell of a curveball. And did something mm-hmm. I just didn't think I'd see out of her, which turned me into a fan because the music was beautiful, beautiful, and, and just yeah. really, really good. So I guess I shouldn't say that Casey Musgraves won't do that. She might. But if she does, I hope she does it right because I actually enjoyed the first album, and I'll get to the third mm-hmm. album in a moment. But uh, if if she stays on this path, I, I think that she could possibly uh, – flame out a little bit like i do think she has to keep growing as an artist sure but at the same time if she can keep coming up with these clever you know this clever wordplay on some of these songs maybe it won't appeal to like you or i as much but Mm -hmm. the people that deemed her worthy of six grammys which she's she's won six grammys already in Mm -hmm. her young career she's going to keep winning those because you know, every girl wearing a pair of Justin boots and every guy wearing a pair of Justin boots with turquoise on them too is going to be digging <laughs> Casey Musgraves big time. So, yeah. I mean, I think she's going to be fine. She's apparently a a massive hit in the country world. Uh, but I, I would like to see her do something a little different as well. But that doesn't take away from that first album. That second one, I was just like, the second one I thought was exactly what you were saying about the first. It was just kind of, all been done before nothing special you're not doing anything for me this is manufactured it sounded super manufactured to me it just sounded like all right we had a hit with that first one now let's try to make part two but just make it a little more commercially acceptable and that's kind of what uh, the second album did for me yeah and you know i'm i'm really rooting for her you know i'm really anxious to see how this plays out her career plays out you know, I, I watched a few interviews and just a, just a sweetheart of a girl, you know, just uh, really good interviews, really good perspective on life. Yeah. You know, but, but I want to see the, man, I, I just want to see the, I don't want to say the dirt, but just, you want man, some, you want I'm some not, grit in there. I like, I like grit, but. I'm just not convinced that, and it might be her personality, but I'm not convinced that she's, you know, leaving a studio with her fingers are bleeding, you know, from playing and fighting for this shit. I might be totally wrong, but I'm not hearing that. I want, I want holes in the fucking drywall. You know, I want real raw. I want the real you. You know, I was on an elevator just a few hours ago with a with a girl uh four floors you're gonna say the dalai lama (laughs) that was a while back i was on the elevator with a girl and you know this girl told me you know it's uh i've got these boxes i'm moving uh my boyfriend's birthdays today and he's such a pain in the ass and you know i knew more about that girl on the elevator in 12 seconds i knew more about her story than i did casey musgraves in three albums 
that's the way I feel. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. I just, I just, I want more. So, and so, I think she has it in her. So that's to say, <clears throat> leading into the third album, which is called Golden Hour, which I'll add critically acclaimed. That doesn't exactly mean anything when an album is critically acclaimed. I've heard yeah. some critically acclaimed albums that I thought were absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this one, uh, highly, highly acclaimed. And it starts out with <laughs> our song, Slow Burn. Yeah. And even even on the studio version, I was like, fuck. Yeah. This is her potential right here. Slow Burn, the song Slow Burn is her potential. This is that like is. if she tapped into that, that that is that's her potential to capture me as an actual fairly committed fan. We're getting closer. Because that song was was good. Oh my god, it's really such a good, good. song. It's a, it's such a good song, and I watched just a little live uh, living room performance of this. I think it was the video that I watched, and she's like, "Yeah, we we did a little bit of uh, LSD before this album," and I'm like, "You need to do more LSD before you." Well, yeah, it's a, it's a proven <laughs> ingredient to great music. I go back to Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't he yeah. your uncle? Yeah, Bill. He yeah. was. Oh, Bill. Have you All ever right, watched any of his stand-up specials? Hell yes. They are fucking good. Yes, they are. Yep. One of a kind. Domino's trucks all over the highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could yeah. love that guy. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, this, this, uh, I didn't know she was an LSD type of girl, but. That's what she said. Came out of her mouth. So. Well, you know, she's either really trying hard to capture a certain piece of Sturgill Simpson's audience or she's being real. Who knows? But yeah. she, uh, you know, that. I thought this album was solid from top to bottom, but slow burn stood out so much more above the rest. So I, again, I wasn't like super into this album and I don't even have any notes on the songs because they are all in my opinion, solid, which is a good thing because I don't like country music and I don't like twangy music. And she's again, I don't think she's either of those. I don't, I wouldn't classify her. I wouldn't pigeonhole her there. But, right. but if you have to classify her from listening to her in a genre, you do have to throw her into country because it does have more of a country sound than it does pop or rock or anything else. Sure. The argument could be made for Americana, which I differentiate yeah. from country. So sure. Americana slash country. But uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised with her overall body of work. Doesn't mean I thought it was great, but the first album I thought was really good. I'll listen to it again. And the okay. third album, I think, was my second favorite. I think it was good. And I understand the Grammys, because especially for country music categories, because if you weigh this, if you weigh Casey Musgraves the rest the, against the rest of country, fuck yeah, she deserves a bunch of Grammys, because this shit <laughs> is better than 99% of the country that's out there now. So I got it. I understood. And mm -hmm. at the same time, like you, I thought there's potential for so much better oh yeah there's so much potential to to casey musgraves that it's unt it's just untapped i am i'm interested to see where she goes from here and god i hope she doesn't make a third christmas album because you cannot do five <laughs> you cannot do five total albums and two of them be christmas that is bullshit <laughs> how can you do lsd smoke a ton of pot and do a christmas <laughs> album i appreciate her realness 
but LSD and Christmas just don't go together in my opinion. So <laughs> yeah. she's a bit of a, she's a bit of an oddball. I'll say that, but, yeah, I like uh, that. I, man, I kind of enjoy her and slow burn is still slow burn and follow your arrow to me are just the pinnacle of what she can do. I agree with that statement. I, I, I love that. both of those songs, silver lining and merry go round is behind those two. So there's four songs from her that I think mm -hmm. were just fantastic. And for me being a country hater, I thought mm -hmm. she did pretty well to impress me that much. Good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I thought, uh, man, we're going to go back to Sturgill Simpson. You know, I thought, man, what would you Casey? think? what do you think of his last album, by the way? Not the bluegrass <laughs> stuff, but the weird psychedelic rock album. I, I found that to be a hard listen. I really enjoyed the the Sailor's Guide to the Earth. I thought that was brilliant. Sure. sure. But I had a hard time with, with that one after. I, I liked it. Because I like I liked it like I like Casey Musgraves. I'll say I'll that. I'll tell you what, man. I listened to that album and I thought, what is this? And then I watched the movie that went along with the album. I want to. I haven't yet. It'll make sense. Okay. It. It, well, it will make more sense, I believe. I highly recommend. That was a Netflix movie, right? Yes. Tie those two together, and it, it, it made a little bit more sense. By the way, was, just to leave it unspoken, go ahead and finish your thought, and I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to tell you. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, when you, on the last episode, you talking about the documentary, I know yes. that you know this, but, you know, anyone that listens doesn't. I did watch that Beastie Boys documentary. It sure. was every bit as good as you said it was. Good. I highly recommend it. I watched it twice. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was phenomenal. Anyways, you were saying about the that Sturgill Simpson album. Yeah, it kind of, uh, that was that album was definitely a curveball. Yeah. You know? Well, he said he'd never make the same album twice, and he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. And, and man, if you go back to some of his early stuff, just, uh, man, his early stuff, I thought it was believable. I thought it was real. Yeah. And I thought, you know, some of the songs that he had, I thought, this motherfucker's fighting for his life to survive. Yeah. You know, it, it's there. That's what I like to, that's what people, well, people like me and I'm sure like you are interested in, you know, it's just, it's believable. It's real. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And and I've I've I liked everything. I still like everything I've heard of Sturgill Simpson. He's got a hell of a voice too, and it's effortless, kind of like Musgraves, which I don't know how many times I said it, but I think her voice is one of those effortless voices. Like she's oh, just it's... not even having to try. Yeah, uh, Mindy Smith. Have you ever heard of Mindy Smith? No. Look up Mindy Smith. My wife in particular wanted me to tell you to look up Misty Smith. Mindy Smith, not Misty. Smith. Mindy Smith. Mindy Smith. Um, okay. it's, you know what? I might even, I might even play a song for you while we're play on here. We haven't done it for a while, but, but yeah, I, man, that, that's all there is for Musgraves. I knew we wouldn't talk about her long, but, uh, I don't regret this one at all because Good. that is yet another country artist that if I hear someone at work in Southern Ohio say, Hey boy, you like Casey Musgraves? <laughs> I can be like, I do. I do like <laughs> yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, how how did you know? Yeah. Like you know, it's it's one of those things. So I I enjoyed her. I am with you though. I think she has more potential than what we've heard. Yeah. But considering she's a fairly 
new artist by discography size. Sure. I, th- I think I think she's got a great opportunity to not only win six Grammys, oh, yeah. but to keep it going. By the way, Taylor Swift won a Grammy or four or something for the folklore album. I mean, it's just okay. this this is where the Musgraves girl has a chance to capitalize. I mean, it's she can keep growing and just keep kind of knocking people back a little bit. So I'm kind of excited sure. to see what she can do for the rest of her career. Me too. I'm rooting for her. Me too. I enjoyed that. Let's see. Yeah. Mindy Smith. I don't even think she makes uh, music anymore, really. But I'm going to play this for you. My my wife played this for me last night. It's called Come to Jesus by Mindy Smith. And this is okay. one of the most effortless artists I've heard in a while. Man, okay. I hope YouTube don't flag this crap. Oh, well. Yeah. Check yeah. Check this out. It's like uh, the best explanation we could come up with is like, this should be on a Sons of Anarchy soundtrack. Yeah. You know that sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, my baby, when you're older, maybe then you'll understand. You have angels to dance around your shoulders Cause at times in life you need a helping hand Oh my baby, when you're praying Leave your burden by my door You have Jesus standing to keep you calm, keep you safe away from harm. That's what I thought. Oh my God, dude. Not only that. Wow. A little snippet here. I know it's been done a million times, but I'll play this and we'll move on. Yeah. My friend Brandy said, I was just telling someone today that I started listening to Sturgill Simpson because Jeremy posted his cover of In Bloom on Facebook and I loved it. Good stuff. Good stuff. James Warden said, chills down the spine on on what I assume is Mindy Smith. I agree. Wow. This girl's effortless. Oh, no doubt. Your voice is soft like summer rain And I cannot compete with you, Jolene He talks about you in his sleep There's nothing I can do to keep from crying When he calls your name, Jolene And I can easily understand 
That's why I hear the loud part and we'll move on. Haunting is what wow. I would call her voice. Oh, it gave me chills. It's good, man. I, like oh, she hasn't man. done anything since 2016, but like Heather really, told me about should. this album last night when we were sitting on the porch and yeah. played me that "Come to Jesus" song, and I was like, "God damn! Wow, like that is powerful stuff." I love, I love the effortless singers, man. I, I, oh, I do too. Like you watch the voice in American Idol, and you get all the. piss on that man yeah piss on all that like if you can't sing effortlessly from your gut like that exactly i don't need to hear that shit and that's what i thought that's what i thought with uh casey musgraves i thought you are not singing from your gut see i kind of i kind of felt like on slow burn i felt like she was i felt like she was just natural and it just came mm-hmm. out, and I thought, there's the potential. There is the potential mm-hmm. that she has. And, you know, it's, again, just for the fun of it, do you think Ronnie James Dio was was singing effortlessly? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not. You know, and that's why I don't dig that what, shit. <laughs> I don't know what he was singing from. I yeah. don't either. I think that was right from the taint, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. That was some taint screaming. Yeah. Uh so this Mindy Smith, oh my gosh, Good man. Shit. Thanks for turning me on. Or, Good shit. I don't think yeah. she has enough for us to do a dive on her, and I don't know who the fuck would care because I don't think she's really known. But my oh. wife knew who she was, and she played her for me. God, my wife has good taste in music. But she sure, yeah. she played that for me, and I was just like, man, that's haunting. I was like, that belongs on a Sons of Anarchy soundtrack. Cause, oh, that's uh, – that definitely pulled me in. You know, I thought – Man, that shit's believable. That shit sounds real to me. It's real like good. Speaking, like speaking of the Sons of Anarchy stuff, you may already have done a deep dive. I don't know. But have you have you jammed out the White Buffalo? No, of them. Heard a few songs and not really. Haven't dug into it. Good shit. Okay. Real good shit. Uh, okay. I like that haunting sound. And that's what, that's what this Mindy Smith kind of got me on. That Just the haunting vocals. I was sold. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and therein yeah. lies a problem. I like Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. Thought she sounded good. Was pleasantly surprised with a lot of the songs. But Mindy Smith just blows that shit away. Oh, yeah. Know? I agree. Totally. I agree. And that's just, just from the two songs that I've heard. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. And she's good. And sadly, there really isn't more. Like, I guess, I think her last album was uh i know that her last release was a duet with someone and it was let's see it didn't mean to do that i just want to click on the artist for fuck's sake but she she did a a song with someone and that was in 2017 maybe the last thing she did was an ep in 2013 so sadly i just don't think she's going to be around for anything but 
She does have a 2012 album, a 2004 album, which is what we just listened to those things off of. 2006. Oh, we got a holiday album. Why do they have to do it? Why do they have to do that? <laughs> is that right? Why? Uh, she's got quite a few albums, but it's been a while since she had done anything. So kind of sucks. I don't know if we'll hear from her again. Maybe it's one of those tool things. Bing, bing, bing. I need a, <laughs> yeah. I need a buzzer when I say tool. We can just be like, ding. Everybody do a shot. Everybody do a shot when I say tool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe she'll surprise us and have an album in 2021. If she does, we'll do a deep dive. Cause I've, I'm really interested, but Otherwise, it's like a TV show that you know ended after two seasons. Like, I don't want to watch that. I need more seasons than that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'll definitely check her out. Yeah, definitely good that. stuff. Yeah. And uh, James Ward apparently had a, a small orgasm listening to it. Is that right? Yeah, apparently <laughs> so. James, you can clarify on that small orgasm if you want. Maybe it was bigger than I saw. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was just a tiny one, but apparently it did something to his, his, uh, loins <laughs> yeah good deal and you know this is what this is about man you know branching off and uh finding you know i never would have probably never would have heard of mindy smith if right you know uh, we wouldn't have had this discussion about casey musgraves gets the conversation know, started you know it just it sure, just gets man. a lot of different combos started i was talking to my father-in-law about it today she's like Heather was like, have you, have you told dad what you're doing? I was like, no, I don't, you know, and he's staring at me. I was like, okay, I guess I got to, I'm like, <laughs> so we, we started doing this and da, da, da. and he's just shaking his head to approval. Cause he knows I'm going to find some shit from his era that I loved, Yeah, you know, and yeah. that, uh, that makes people happy. I, I get sucked into the reaction videos and shit. I watched yeah, a I bunch too. of people react to the beastie boys and, uh, just made me happy you know like i i hate yeah. to be that guy that's like well, can we top on youtube and watch somebody watch one of my favorite <laughs> artists so i can be validated but, <laughs> yeah. it, but it does make me happy to do so so sure yeah it's uh it's, it's good times good times to listen to different music every week mostly except for when it's not you know those those do years of black sabbath was hard as hell and ll cool, cool j was hard as hell and i'll remind yeah. everyone that listens to this again this is hard. It's not easy. <laughs> this is hard. This is hard, man. I started writing some stuff down. I shared a little bit of notes with you. You know, I was looking at different artists and it's like, oh my God, 19 albums. You know, I was expecting four, you know, 19 albums from Cheap Trick. Jesus. You know, that's, that's uh, a lot. Is that how many albums they have? I, I might be mistaken, but it's Fuck, something. Fuck, like man. I want to yeah. do them because I do too. I've got a good buddy named Matt Swintek who is, I, he never revealed his age to me because he's a mm -hmm. cur curmudgeon like that. Sure. But I know that he's at least 10 years older than me and I feel like I'm starting to get fucking old. <laughs> and this dude is punk as fuck. And he loves Cheap Trick. And I'm like, if he loves Cheap Trick, I guarantee I would. But God, 19 albums. Yeah. That's I, a I just threw that. I just threw that number out there. I don't know. But it's a lot more than what well, I God expected. damn it, Hicks. I thought you were being serious. Well, let's see what it is. Watch Cheap it be 19. Trick Discography. Studio albums. God bless Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. If Wikipedia released an album, I'd listen to that shit. I would, too. I'd donate now. <laughs> <laughs> Studio albums one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. You bastard, you were real close. 
That was close. 18 albums, one of which is Christmas. So that's 17 because that shit don't count. Cheap Trick made a Christmas album? Uh, It's called Christmas Christmas. No shit. 2017. Maybe we need to redo a review the best Christmas album of all time. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. I don't care. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll be like, oddly enough, it's Casey Musgraves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, James Ward? You want us to do a Christmas album episode of the best? I already know what my favorite Christmas album is, by the way. Chipmunks. No, Bad Religion. Punk Band did a Christmas album. Fucking Bad great. Religion did a Christmas album? Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I know lot, the band, but I didn't a lot know of fun. Did a Christmas album. Only way it could get funner is if Slayer did a Christmas album. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ! <laughs> yeah. Then I'd be yeah. like, rock on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 18 albums, man. That's a lot. I had no idea. That is a lot. Uh, man, that's a lot, to, that's a lot to squeeze in in a week. And that's the problem because at some point we're going to want to do these artists. I really still want to do Queen. I'm oh, not do Queen. sure... He says, hell yeah, why not on the Christmas album idea? <laughs> yeah. Maybe because he's looking for a second orgasm. Or <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> want to do Queen? Want to do some others? But at the point we're at and how difficult this is, when, when me and Hicks see a, a discography that large, we're like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Casey yeah. Musgraves, three. I'm in. Yeah. All in. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And for me, I, you might be the same way. You know, this is pretty much a Monday through Friday thing for me. Right. As far as reviewing the albums, you know, Saturday, Sunday. We take the weekend Man, off. Yeah, it's hard for me. So Me you too. Know, 18 albums, Monday through Friday. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot. I, it leaves little I'm, room to even focus on anything else. Yeah. So it, yeah, it might a, be one of those things where... Uh, I don't know the I don't know the proper way to get that accomplished. I know with Tom Petty we did a two part episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people like the two part episode. I guess it right. doesn't matter since only seven people listen. <laughs> but I mean, I I mean, I'd be game to split them up. But God, that's two weeks of the same artist, which is also again, word uh, folks, word of the day is hard. James Ward's know. Sure. James knows what I'm talking about when I say hard. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that's the word of the day. Shit's hard to listen to that much, you know? Like, sometimes I'm clamoring for some ICP, you know, in between all this <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, do yeah. some clown laughing. So, yeah. it's hard. I mean, we'll we'll do it. I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't know if anybody wants to hear cheap a cheap trick episode, but I really want to know about them. I really do. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think so, they've influenced a lot of good bands. I think so too. And, and I, I don't know if that's what's next. I don't know how we do it. Uh, yes, I am a smart ass. You'll get used to that. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out though. I don't think we're going to announce what band we're doing next right at the moment, but you yeah. know, feed feedback on, on the two part episodes would be good. I don't sure. want to bore people. I, I don't know how sure. many people enjoyed two episodes of Tom Petty because the second half of that discography wasn't great. Uh, sure. That episode might have fallen a little bit flat. I don't know. Maybe people just like our voices. Maybe it gets people off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. feedback would be good. So if you could post feedback on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever, drop the show an email, stuck at my generation at gmail.com, whatever. Just give us some thoughts. I mean, we 
mm-hmm. don't do this just just for us. I mean, of course, we we would like if you enjoy the episode. So if you do sure. want to hear an episode uh, a two parter, that that would give us some reinforcement to to uh, have the bravery to dive into these deeper discographies, even though it would make for a long ass two weeks. Sure. And, you know, I'm getting to the point where I think we've talked about it a little bit, but just just kind of bouncing around a little bit. You know, it's not fair to the artists, you know, Beastie Boys to to LL Cool J. Uh, It it wasn't fair. I don't think Beatles to the Stones. There should have been a gap in between that. 100%. That that is one of the best examples because I I do love the Stones. I know you love the Stones. And that that Mm -hmm. was not quite fair. We should have thrown in some Tone Loke in between those two. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good point. Bobby Brown. so Bobby Brown. It's my prerogative. <laughs> my prerogative. <laughs> yeah. So I think we need to shake it up a little bit. Just, yeah. to, just, a, you know, I don't know. Well, that's I a good, uh, that, that's a, that's a good plan. James is like, let's do cheap trick next week, buddy. It's not just you. <laughs> Mostly it is, but not me, just you. me, me, me. Huh? <laughs> do you have any albums? James, we'll just fucking do you, bro. <laughs> don't take that the wrong way by yeah. us saying we'll do you uh, we will review we'll, mr we'll review, we'll review your discography i have two singles on soundcloud we can do me let's review jay barry <laughs> let's not <laughs> yeah. let's is not one of them was jay- a drunken recording and the other one was just fucking stupid is it jay bark 46 and two thank is that god. the name of it it's not thank god i ain't gonna tell 46 you 46 and two no <laughs> you already did i have it somewhere yeah it's uh it's bad yeah i'll give you a, i'll give you a hint if you filter out the last five years of rap my name has something to do with the last five years of rap okay that's all i'll say if anyone, okay. if anyone can find it i'll send you a a, a prize a show prize I've got shit in here. You might want. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll find something. I know I've got shit in here that James Ward wants. I know that, but I ain't giving that shit away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, let us know what we could switch it up to, what we could listen to. He says, let's do Cheap Trick. I do know for a fact I'm not ready for an 18 album dive. I'm just not there yet. I'm Man, still, I want to, but I, I don't want know to too. I don't know, man, after the Beastie Boys, I'm kind of wanting to go back, you know, to find a little bit more, you know, maybe what inspired them a little bit. Uh, I kind of poked around a little bit at the the early rap and hip hop stuff, you know, the Sugar Hill Gang. Uh, I know you were checking out some stuff, too. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe an older artist. The, kind of o- the only hard part with that is, is I do want it to be someone that's relevant, you know, and, and honestly sure. in the, in that golden age of rap, yeah, exactly. the most relevant good. artists were kind of run DMC, the yeah. beastie boys, Yeah, you know, it kind of started with run DMC and the beastie boys, not hip hop. It started with, you know, Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow and Curtis start- Blow—that's the name I was looking for. Yeah, and it, it started there, but I just just because it starts there doesn't mean that's relevant enough to do, and that's the problem for me. It's mm-hmm. like who the fuck is going to listen to the to the Curtis Blow episode? Honestly, who who's going to be into it? I, maybe yeah. they will. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, to me, it's like it doesn't have to be super huge names. But if you ask. 10 people who Curtis Blow is, 
I would imagine you'd have to get to the second or third set of 10 before someone will tell you who yeah, Curtis Blow is. So. You know, yeah. like I didn't know who Curtis Blow was. I yeah. honestly didn't. Had no clue. The These only reason I knew the was. Breaks. Huh? I said, these are the breaks. These That's the only are thing I knew. the breaks. But, uh, yeah. you know, I had to look up a hip hop timeline to see that Curtis Blow was a big part of the beginning of it. Okay. To me, you know, Run DMC was the start of it. Not officially, but the start of it gaining traction. So mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit difficult. I don't mind listening to Run DMC, though. Man, I'm a fan. How much I'll have you heard, though? <sighs> the hits. I don't know anything beyond the hits. So not the albums. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Take hmm. that into consideration. We'll take that into consideration. Because mm -hmm. I, I haven't either. I mean, I I, yeah. I I will go as far as to say I haven't heard the hits. I mean, I, I, know, okay. walk, I know the whole, you know, was it Walk This Way with Aerosmith? Is that what that Aerosmith. was? Aerosmith. Yeah. I know that. And I know, uh, fuck. It's tricky. My tricky. Adidas. Yeah, it's tricky. Yes. I I don't even know if I know my ideas. I know it's tricky. No, I know the song with uh, Aerosmith. I, I, you know, but at the same time, I, I, I almost feel like going right back into hip hop might be too soon, but maybe not. If we can't it find something, if we can't find something that rivals run DMC and hip hop for the next episode, it'll probably be run DMC. So that, that's a, that's a possibility mm -hmm. again. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, find us. It's not that hard. You type in Stuck in My Generation, it'll pull up. You Google Stuck in My Generation, it'll pull up. You Google James Warden, you'll see images you don't want to see. You'll see. But anyway. <laughs> oh, look, you have to be 18. James, you I love you, dude. James. The fact that he comes to... here every week and and, and hey. jams out to us and, and we can pick on him a little bit. It's fun. Uh, sure. But yeah, give us some ideas because... That, that's what this is all about, too. We don't just want to do what we want to do. We would also like to do some of what you want to do. And if it falls in the wheelhouse of stuff we haven't given a chance, then perfect. Great. So as of now, we'll kind of plan for a run DMC field next week. But if somebody can influence us over the weekend, we'll announce, just like this week, that instead we're going to do Luke Bryan. <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> Fucking out, son. Done. Yeah. Done for good. I I would be done as well. No one yeah. will ever. I did the Casey Musgraves thing with no regrets. I will not do Luke Bryan. I oh, will I not do it. Nope. No. Can't do it. I would rather do Brian Adams than Luke Bryan. Oh, I agree. Hundred percent. I agree. And you know, I have a funny story. Not a funny story, but I was I was listening to a little bit. I was taking a break from Casey Musgraves, uh, this is really irrelevant. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with anything, but, you know, it's kind of uh, getting into a little bit of Eminem, you know, just taking a break from Casey Musgraves. Started watching uh, some videos of what uh, artists think of Eminem and their stories regarding working with Eminem. And I believe it was, uh, I don't know much about him, Jada Kiss. I think Jada Kiss. I think I don't know anything about that dude, but I he was telling stories about name. he was yeah he was talking about working with Eminem, and he said Eminem's strictly nine to five. He's nine to five, clock in, clock out, huh. lunch at twelve o'clock. He said Jada Kiss. He said, man, I, I I'll be in a studio like you know four straight days, and you know at like four fifty nine, Eminem's like, 
okay, I'll see you at 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's the way to be, man. In the middle of, uh, you know, riding some shit. And I thought, how freaking cool is that? I think it's cool as hell. But I got to have a life. I thought that shit's real. That's a product of him clocking in at a factory job that he hated. Yeah. Taking a lunch at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And then clocking out at five. Eight mile year, son. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. I need to watch that movie. I do too, but that had nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to say what a badass story that was. That is a badass story. I mean, that's, 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 and that's the, that's another aspect of music that people, uh, if you haven't discovered, you should, man, watching, I may sound old again, but watching documentaries about music is just so fucking entertaining. Sure. It is. You're not going to get better stories than people that have been out there on the road for years and seen it all sure. done it all. Again, I'll go back to that beastie boys documentary. My wife had no idea mm-hmm. that the beastie boys were a punk band. Sure. And then they met Rick Rubin in his dorm room. Mm-hmm. And then Rick Rubin met Russell Simmons. And mm-hmm. then all this shit. Just that story is astronomically entertaining. Sure. Because you have so many massive names in music intertwined in all this shit. Run DMC. You see like mm-hmm. the Beastie Boys hanging out with Run DMC and hanging out with Russell Simmons. And, oh, yeah. you know, these guys like Ad Rock married uh, the girl from Bikini Kill. That's who he's married to now, which is like a female punk band. There's just so many okay. ties and just cool shit that you wouldn't know without watching documentaries. Tom Petty, that documentary oh. that I watched, like just all the people he was intertwined with being a member of the Traveling Wilburys with fucking George Harrison and Roy sure. Orbison. And, and, uh, who else? God damn. There was one other and it just slipped my mind. Jeff something, the producer. Yeah. And someone else. There was, there was another big name in there and it's just, it's just fucking mind blowing. You know, like listen to an episode of Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast with Dave Grohl. That's good. Oh, it's so good. Dave Grohl talking about eating fried chicken with champagne in France and people looking at him like (laughs) be stupid. There was a story the other day. Dave Grohl told it. That dude's full of stories. Yeah. But he was at a, uh, and I'll be done shortly, but Dave Grohl was at a an award ceremony like a fucking Grammy, something like that. And uh, he gets a phone call from Paul McCartney. Paul's like, hey, what are you doing after this thing's over? And, uh, <laughs> you know, Dave Grohl's like, well, me and Taylor Hawkins are going mm-hmm. out to dinner. And he's like, do you mind if me and Linda join or him and his wife? I can't remember her name at the time. Sure. His current wife. And Dave's like, yeah. you know, and Dave's already friends with, with Paul McCartney, but it, you know, it's just awesome. But he's like, you know, Taylor, you cool. If Paul's like, he's like, of course I'm cool. So they go out <laughs> yeah. to dinner with Dave McCartney or Paul McCartney. And when they're in the hotel, cause they're going to a restaurant in a hotel, they run into the guys from ACDC and they're like, what are you guys up to? We're going to dinner. Care if we join you? And Dave Grohl had never met ACDC and Dave's like, well, fuck yeah, you can join me. So you got a <laughs> dinner table of Dave Grohl, Paul McCartney, Taylor Hawkins, who's one of the best drummers ever, by the sure, way. Sure. Sure. And ACDC. Like th- that's just good storytelling. You know, these guys oh have gosh. stories. So it sure. doesn't stop at music. 
it's just, it's an expansive, it's like the Marvel cinematic universe. Sure. Everything ties together and it's all entertaining as shit. Oh, I, I don't exactly. know what started that rant no. and I don't know why I went there, but I am done. But it's no, just, that's good. Music's a wonderful thing to be interested in. I wouldn't know what to do without it. Unless you're a Limp Biscuit fan, in which case you should probably just watch movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot about Tim. <sighs> Deep dive, Limp Biscuit? No. Just kidding. Kidding. I will say, though, again, I may have said it on a prior episode Metallica Summer Sanitarium Toy Tour, Limp Biscuit fucking rocked it out. Fucking rocked it out. <laughs> One yeah. of the best concerts I've seen in a long time. Limp, Limp Biscuit and Lincoln Park, two of the bands I did not want to see, sure. rocked it the fuck out. What kind of makeup did West Borland have? I could Limp not Biscuit? see because it was a stadium tour and I was way up okay. in the nosebleeds. Okay. I so I, I have no idea. But West Borland, I did not know that he was a member of Marilyn Manson's band for a, a year. I, I did not know that. Yeah. He said Marilyn Manson is as awful as everyone is saying that he is. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me he's like he's a fucking piece of shit and that's why i went back to limp biscuit why else would i go back to limp biscuit unless some piece of shit forced me to marilyn mason forced me back to limp biscuit that's the kind of honesty that i respect oh west moreland is awesome dude can (laughs) shred and dude also says my band sucks but it's not as bad as marilyn manson yeah i i I watched an interview about him and he was talking about how he uh I think he was investing all of his money just because that's what people told him to do. And by the time he was done touring and the stock market crashed, he, he didn't make any money. He actually owed money. So yeah. He started like painting and shit. That but, poor guy. Yeah. Painting himself. He <laughs> paints himself. <laughs> Something different every time. Oh my gosh. That dude's yeah. awesome. But yeah, yeah, give us a heads up. Let us know what else you want to hear. Sure. I, I was looking forward to this episode, not not just because I, I was pleasantly surprised by Casey Musgraves, but I also knew it would go way off the rails like it has. So yeah, we, we've talked yeah. about James Ward and his sexual addictions all the way down to Limp Bizkit. That's just a good that's episode. A whole epi- that's a whole episode that's, there that's whole episode. within itself. That's right. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we will see you next time we'll figure out what to listen to as of right now it's run dmc but you have the power to change that you have the power by calling into american idol and voting you have the power to change what we <laughs> listen to next not really follow us on social media yep or email the show let us know if you think you've got a great episode idea and we will sure. consider it against our run dmc early obligation sure see you guys next time See ya. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 